welcome to another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I am your host, per usual, here with Zoo and Peebush. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, man. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Obviously, you won't be listening to it on Tuesday, but we are less than 10 days away, man, from <laughs> NFL kickoff. Couldn't be happier, man. I mean, it's just right around the corner. Got one fantasy draft to go with my boy Zoo next weekend, man. He's coming into town. It's just a beautiful time of year, man. September's right around the corner. Fall's best season, and it's because of football, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Dude, I'm a little jet lag right now, man. Got some bags underneath my eyes, man. Mm. But even with my two-week trip to Japan, man, when I was jet lagged there for the first couple weeks, I wake up at 2, 3 a.m., do a, do a mock draft, man. Just do there a mock draft at 2, 3 a.m. So my football knowledge is still keen up here, man, even with my little vacation. But football season next week. All my drafts are coming up, man. Thank God some of these drafts I did are a little later because we had some big news with Jonathan Taylor that I saw on my phone today, Oof. man. <laughs> that oh, is yep. some massive, massive news because if I drafted that brother and he out for four games, I would be pissed. But yeah. Yeah, got all my drafts coming up. I have my first draft tomorrow in one of my other leagues. So I'm excited to get the ball rolling. Man. It's because it's fantasy season, baby. And I'm back with the vengeance, man. 0 for 5 last year, man. I keep telling us I went 0 for 5 last year, man. That's embarrassing. A donut. I'm back with the vengeance. Back with the well, vengeance. Well, Zoo, I do got to say this real quick, man. But Jonathan Taylor is the highest paid player this year in my Dynasty League. It's $78. Mm-hmm. And he is sitting on Jeez. Matthew Kudla's bench, man. So, man, oh, man. he's he, Right now, I think he's starting. A, I don't even know who he threw in his starting. Oh, Antonio Gibson. He could have had Don, Jonathan Taylor and Tony Pollard. But going to have to wait at least four games, man. Tony P. That's a tough one. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, that news coming down on the – uh, ESPN timeline and seeing his four game suspension, not suspension, but PUP list. That's a tough one, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna give like maybe one or two games in one of my leagues and see who's desperate enough to make a trade and see if I can take mm-hmm. advantage of that. So, uh, whoever has Jonathan Taylor, not sure who it is, uh, I'll be coming with a trade offer soon. But right now, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be talking about the receivers in fantasy, uh, one of the more volatile positions. Um, I just feel like there's so many options in this group, so I wanted to ask the guys. Who are some of the uh, players that are trending up and trending down? And people, I'm going to start with you. I kind of took this as like a bit of a sleeper route, you know, kind of a guy that I, I just see trending up this year. I have a little personal investment in this guy, but, you know, oh. I'm going to go with oh. Elijah Moore, man. I actually. Oh, I thought trying. you were going to go with another Moore, huh? You went with Elijah. You went with Elijah instead of the DJ, huh? DJ's got enough hype, man. He's going decent. Yeah, he's got a lot of hype. He's going average in the draft. Like, he's not going too early. He's going where he should. Um, but I don't know, man. Elijah Moore is a guy that Sean and I have talked about for the past couple of years. You know, saw a lot of promise in that 2021 rookie season that he had up uh, with the New York Jets. And then I don't know what happened, man. Him and Mike Lafleur last year, the OC for the for the Jets, they just must have hated each other. Only they'll and the locker room will ever really know what went on between them. Um, he was still relatively quote unquote productive with a garbage arsenal of of quarterbacks up in the jets hmm. now obviously they get aaron Rodgers, right garrett wilson obviously takes over as number one there and i think it was just best for both parties to move on he's joining a potentially i think this could be a firepower offense it's obviously resting on deshaun watson's shoulders is he going to be kind of back to maybe not what we had seen when he was balling out with the texans back in the day but you know, seeing glimpses of it, right? And he's got Amari Cooper, David Njoku's not a scrub of a tight end. Obviously, we know about Nick Chubb. 
But from what I'm hearing out of camp, man, is with Kareem Hunt being gone and now Jerome Ford's injury, they're using Elijah Moore a lot out of the backfield. So he's not really, you know, just a slot guy like we've seen. He might get a little bit of running room, right? Kind of that flat out route, you know, getting those check downs. Decent for PPR. Um, not expecting this guy to be putting up, you know, 1,200 yards and, and eight touchdowns. But I think he could be a solid flex option for you. And he's going very valued, if not undervalued, in fantasy drafts right now. I think a lot of people have him kind of in that wide receiver 40-ish range. So just kind of a guy to keep on your bench could potentially be a nice flex option. Um Amari Cooper's obviously still the number one there, but based on how this Browns offense could go this year, based on where Watson goes, he might be a guy to keep watching and maybe stash on your bench there for the first couple weeks. Interesting. Very, very interesting because you get him for real cheap right now. Real cheap. After after last year's performance, he was a exactly. god awful. He was god awful last year. So you get yep. him in the double digit rounds, man. That's an interesting pick, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a guy that's been a household name in fantasy football for the past couple of years, but. Mm. With the GOAT retiring, this guy's value is down to doo-doo now, man. Like, he fell off a cliff. And I'm going with my boy, Mike Evans, man. Mm-hmm. I am all in on Mike Evans as a six-round really? pick. Hmm. Six-round pick. You know what that means? A wide receiver three, man. That's what they're saying. Yeah. That's pretty much what they're saying. That's what the that's what the value is saying. But I look at what he did last year. Obviously, Mike Evans is still one of those guys, a boom-bust sort of type of guy. So yeah. they're going to have those weeks. Two catches, 24 yards. Yeah, it's like very similar. You get those weeks, you're just like, oh, my goodness. But then you have those weeks where you drop 200 yards, man, that wins you weeks. The volatility. The volatility with some of these wide receivers. I would say most wide receivers are volatile outside of those, I would say, the 10 elite guys going the first two rounds. The rest, all pretty much similar. You're not going to have guys giving you 100 yards every game. Like That just doesn't happen in, fan, in, fo- in real-life football. So in those later rounds, you're going for those wide receiver twos that you want to pair up with your wide receiver ones, man. Let me get like Mike Evans in his career. Statistically, it doesn't look like he's falling off a cliff. Like this is a guy that's got a thousand thousand yards every single year of his career. Mm -hmm. Like every single year of his career. Last year, he had a little touchdown drop of only six touchdowns. Obviously, that's why his fantasy points a little lower than his, his career averages. You know me, man. Touchdown regression, man. And I know what you guys are thinking. Baker Mayfield at quarterback, man. But all I got to say is he balled out with Jameis Winston. And I would say Jameis Winston, Baker Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like (laughs) there's a lot of quarterback. He's one of those guys, like he's a contested catch guy, man, the red zone. Just throw it up there. He gets the job done, man. Dude's huge. Like Baker Mayfield, I think it's still – He's not, he's not an average quarterback. Choose he's definitely he's right. definitely below average, but he ain't got awful. He ain't that Zach Wilson tier, man. Like he ain't that mm. level. Like he's still he's in the average. He'll maybe have a good year, maybe a little slightly get to that average again. But right now, putting that below average, but not got awful. And preseason looking a little nice too, man. Looking a little nice throwing those deep passes down the field. Uh, him and Godwin, I'm, I'm I'm bullish on Godwin too. But Mike Evans. His ADP is a lot significantly lower, so I'm going to go with the Mike yeah. Evans values right yeah. now. So I'm like, yeah. dude, he had 1,100 yards last year and six touchdowns. That's not bad. Yeah, Five 1,100 yards, especially. Yeah, I'm just like, that is not bad at all. He's going the sixth round. Their offense of got awful last year too. Yeah, got awful last year. Obviously, Tom Brady was not the Tom Brady of the old, and he still finished 1,106. So I'm like, I'm looking at the production, no drop off at all. Pretty much around his career averages, around 
thousand plus yards and five plus touchdowns. He just does that every single year. Yeah. But you're getting the brother in the sixth round. Mm. And and they're gonna be down a lot of games, so it'll be trucking it too. Yeah, they'll be trucking it too. They'll get those air yards from Mike Evans, right? So I got Mike Evans, man. That's a good one. The Mike Evans six. He was my he was one of my early fantasy football oh, yeah. guys, man. I loved dude, I tried this to get guy's Mike been, Evans every year. Dude, Mike Evans has been, just been consistent, been consistent, consistent, consistent. Has stayed relatively healthy throughout his career. Has played over thirteen plus yeah. games every single year of his <laughs> his NFL career. So you're getting a guy. I think a wide receiver too. Slide him right in, man. Slide him right in at wide receiver too, but you're getting him in the sixth round where I think his his value based on his production this year can be like a fourth round production mm. at a sixth round value. So two and rounds later. And especially I mean, if you if you're kind of willing to wait till that maybe seventh, eighth, eighth round to get a quarterback, you could stack up three running backs and three wide receivers in those first six rounds, and you're willing to also sit back on the tight end position. Man, if you're getting Mike Evans in the sixth round as your sixth positional player, oh, I yeah. mean, you 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 even have the luxury of being able to put him on your bench if he's having mm, a bad yeah. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. If you have three really good running backs, or maybe you have a you know like a Damian. P- eh, he's probably going a little too early, but you know like one of those running backs that you could probably flex in if Mike Evans is having some quarrels with Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. which is very possible, and I think you should keep an eye out for. But. I agree with you, man. I, I would take him over Godwin too. I think just for yeah, Godwin's, go, Godwin's going around earlier than yeah, Mike exactly. Evans in most drafts right now. So sit back and take Mike. Yeah. Great to your, to your point, too. I uh, was able to get Mike Evans in my eight man league. I was able to get him in the ninth round. So I'm with you on that point. <laughs> wow. I'm with you on that. Like when I saw him, I kind of forgot about him because I was yeah, in the people so forgot about positions. him. Yeah. I was just like, wait. Mike, I just I typed in his name real quick. I was like, Mike Evans is here. I was like, let me go ahead and grab that because that could end up being like to your point, a nice receiver too. And then you know, if he's you know not gelling with Baker Mayfield, just put him on the bench. You yep. you're not you wouldn't factor in him being a especially uh, in an eight man number one. Sean, you're stacked already. Yeah, yeah you're fine. Um, Taking Bijan but... in the second round. <laughs> oh God! Hey man, shout shout out to the guys I was drafted with, man. They they maybe maybe they forgot Bijan was playing in the NFL. I don't know, but uh, or maybe they know something like you don't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, I want to come, you know, with a question that I've been doing, you know, since we've been doing the fantasy segments and things like that with receivers. And uh, based on Fantasy Pros, which is the uh, site I got it from, you know, it's not ESPN or CBS or whatever, but Fantasy Pros. The reason why I chose them is because their rankings were close enough to where I could make, like, maybe this is a nice argument or at least something we can discuss. But in terms of just if both are on the board, if you could take Amon Ron St. Brown or Chris Olave, who are you taking? Interesting. That's actually a good question. Yeah, two up and coming wide receivers, man. Two up and coming receivers, man. Sun God. But Respectively, I'm going with the sun, yeah. god, going with the sun yeah. god, man. Yeah. Even though mm. Chris Olave's season last year, like you look at the numbers, not that good, but but those metrics, man, route per yard run, man, very, Part very impressive, shit. man. Very, very impressive. And you get a guy at Derek Carr who likes airing it out, and Chris Olave's air yards last year was significant, was up there in the top 10%. Dude, those deep balls to Chris Olave is gonna be a great fit. And obviously, with Michael Thomas's downfall with his injuries, because I don't trust that brother no more. Man. Yeah, I don't even know and what he's like. Less, and there's like reports that like he's not like completely like just every single year. Like I think he's still playing, but the injuries, like he's just too old. So he's out of there. Like Derek Carr is gonna find a guy and force feed him like what we saw with Devontae Adams when him and like they were paired up, find his new boy Chris Olave. So I feel like he's gonna have a great year. 
But did the sun god man at the slide? He's like, he's like Cooper Cup. He's like Cooper Cup, all man. Right, like, right. I know Cooper Cup had one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time. Yes. That's kind of a but his, him at the slot, man, are very, very similar. The only thing Amon Ra is somehow like his touchdowns just are not really there because last year Jamal Williams just got every single touchdown. Yeah, yeah. tell me about so, it. Like, like he got everything. So, like in the red zone, like not many opportunities for Amon Ra to cook, but that dude's unbelievable, man. His ability to get open, his route running ability, and Amon Ra's so going the second round. He's going the second round this year, and I think he's worth the price in the second round. I was hoping I could get him in the third this year, but nah, his value's built in already, man. He is fully priced in at his production, I believe. So I feel like he's an adequate second-round pick this year. So what you're saying is Jamal Williams is not going to take away touchdowns from Chris Olave down in New Orleans, man. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> nah, see. No, I, I, that's, a, that's a solid comparison. I think, you know, both kind of two sophomores when it comes to, like, where they're going in the draft. Their production needs to be increasing year over year, right? And I just think that with the quarterback change, I mean, this Chris Lava is playing with like Andy Dalton half the time. I mean, come on, <laughs> Taysom but, Hill, you know, Taysom Hill too, right? Like, not no, he's one of the most Swiss Army knife guys you'll ever find in the NFL. You got a hell of a contract, hell of a contract, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, I'm gonna go with the Lava because of the big playability. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. I like the big playability to your point, That's Derek Carr. I think I'm not gonna say I think if, if you're looking at pure value at the quarterback position, I could see Derek Carr having a year like what we saw out of Jared Goff last year. Kind of that undrafted guy who ends up being just you know on the waiver wire. Someone's gonna pick him up in the first couple weeks because I do think that offense can move. I mean, you gotta think they're gonna probably throw the ball a bit more, at least between the 20 yard lines because they don't have Kamara, right? So they're going to be throwing a lot more to Alave. If Michael Thomas is somehow with God given ability, I don't know, stays healthy, they actually have that's a pretty good one two combo if you can have Michael Thomas kind of running those, you know, slant boy routes, right? That's how he pretty much broke his record, right? On catches <laughs> and receptions. Um, I don't know, man. Alave is just exciting. He's kind of, he's not at the Garrett Wilson level, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people are also inflating that just because of Rodgers being there. But we know what Garrett Wilson can do. Those Ohio State boys can cook, man. And we might see what For Jackson sure. Smith and Jigba does in, in Seattle. So yeah. I'm going to go with Alave. I don't think you can miss on either one of these guys. But if you wait, Alave, Zoo, I don't know where you're, you've been seeing him, but you could probably get him like early third round maybe. Third round, yep. Third, third round. round. So if you take a running back – in the first round, maybe you get Chubb on a turn. You flip and you get a Diggs, for example. Mm-hmm. Seeing where Lave goes in the third, if you can make him your wide receiver too, oh, that you are not going to be kind of nice, him, man. That's kind of nice. That'd, that'd be nice. But if you if you're taking a Monra in the second round, and maybe you're taking one of the top wide receivers in the first round, I mean, you're missing on running backs, right? So I don't know if, if you're making a Monra your number one versus Chris Olave your number two. I mean, you're just giving your team an entire upside because I do think they'll end up having pretty equitable seasons. You know what I think, too? The reason why I trend Olave, because I'm a big believer in Jameson Williams. And when he comes in, I don't know how much that affects Amon Ron. Because I think they're going to try to force feed Jameson Williamson a lot. Because he's, I mean, last year was tough. He really came into the season late. This year he had an injury, but he's still suspended for the first six games. Like, I think they're going to try to prove a point to make him, you know, I mean, I, don't, I think they picked him in the first round, but just to prove a point of like, look, he's a guy that we're going to try to focus in. Mm-hmm. I just think it'll be more of a situation where 
I don't think Amon Ron becomes the biggest, like the the pseudo pseudo number one. I think he'll be the pseudo pseudo number one for the first couple of weeks. But I think Jameson's going to eat into that throughout the season. And I think Olave. I don't, I'm not factoring in. I haven't seen Michael Thomas in any draft boards, anybody hyping him up. So, like, I think it's Olave's team, and that's it. So that's why I feel like Olave has a bigger trajectory to be, like, a, a number He's more upside this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's say, like, definitely going to have that. Like, with this, with the sophomore jump for this wide receiver, right now, like, Garrett Wilson's jump is already built into his ADP, already a second-round pick. So yep. Olave, I think there are similar tier levels of players. Like, both in the second year, mm-hmm. both got yep. new quarterbacks, and better offenses this year compared to last year because of the QB change. So right now, third round is great value. And my, one of my favorites says highest yards per route run as a rookie, 2.25 yards. Okay, that's the stat right there. Right. Odell Beckham Jr., Tyreek Hill did that, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. So these – Jamar Chase. So these I'm are serious, like uh, tier one, tier two. And then you got right Chris Olave last year and another guy, Christian Watson. Mm, so that was, that's, that's a nice company because you talk about those guys that name those are household first round second round dudes like mm-hmm. in fantasy football for the last decade like for or half decade of those guys yeah produce as rookies so as a predictor it goes well for chris l mm. <laughs> that goes well dang you know who uh another guy that i when i was doing my prep for my last draft that i had I was able to get a little bit later. I'd have to figure out which round. But a guy that is off the radar for sure, he's not in like the tier one, tier two type guys in terms of potential. But I think a guy who could jump from like a receiver five to like maybe a three, and if he really explodes a two, is Jahan Dodson. I was just going to – I think he's going to be a monster. Last year, he had like 34, 35 receptions, had 500 yards and like seven touchdowns with only 12 games played. So if you Mm -hmm. extrapolate that over a season – that's close to a thousand yards. That's maybe ten touchdowns and maybe like fifty receptions. And that's as a rookie. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy, considering you got Terry McLaurin on the other side. And now that you factor in that Terry McLaurin has a turf toe, he'll be maybe questionable for the first week and probably be back for the second week and probably be fully healthy the third week. But I think D- Jahan Dotson just off like you know his route running and they been you know I think it's a skill even though. I, I think with touchdowns, it's kind of like whatever you just – it's happenstance. But I think it is – you have to have a certain type of skill to where if you're inside the 10 and as a receiver, you're just able to get open in the red zone and the quarterback can find you. And watching Sam Howell in the preseason, like he's kind of shocked me with how good he's been during the preseason. I know it's preseason, but he just looks like he's competent. Mm-hmm. He's been keying on Dotson a lot. So I'm like – I kind of like Dotson being a guy who, for me, because I got him on my team, like I might, <laughs> you know. Give him a chance to roll on, and he might be a flex guy going down the road. There's a couple he got him of them, late, man. too, probably, right? He got yeah. him late, yeah. too, right? Great value. Dotson, like, probably like 10 or 11, if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you probably, look at a guy like that, you could, that, you could argue with Nico Collins in Houston, dude. He's getting mm. a lot of That's another good one, too. Hype, man. Just because Stroud's going to need to throw the ball to somebody, can anyone else name a wide receiver on the Houston Texans, man? I Mechie. Mean, Mechie, but he Mechie, last Yeah, year. you're right, Mechie. I mean, I saw him get drafted in my dynasty, but. And there's a couple like kind of sleepers around that like George Pickens area of the draft. <laughs> Michael Pittman, obviously, falling off major in ADP purposes year over year. But yeah, man, it, there's a lot of depth at wide receiver this year. But there's also some overvalued guys, man. Absolutely oh, overvalued. Zoo, I'm gonna throw one out here. Yeah, 
This is my favorite guy to pick on. Keenan Allen, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm picking on Keenan Allen. What? I'm picking on Keenan Allen. Oh! I'm picking on him. I'm not mad at that one. Look, I haven't had Keenan Allen in a couple years personally, but I've had to endure watching Justin Herbert just suffer with no with Joshua Palmer, man, as his, like, wide receiver one. Just absolutely ridiculous as my dynasty quarterback. And here's a guy that, man, he's 31 years old. I think him and Hopkins are actually the same age. Um, but, you know, he's always got the injury issues. Not only that, but I think that Quentin Johnson's coming in and giving them a legitimate wide receiver three role, and that just only diminishes some targets, right? I don't think people were as scared when, about Joshua Palmer in that wide receiver yeah, he three was role. pretty average. But this Quentin Johnson guy, they, you know, they spent some solid draft capital to get him. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're looking at, okay, Keenan, you're getting older, right? Mike Williams also has injury issues. They need a legit third big guy that they can throw the ball down the field to. And I just think this is going to continue to take away from Keenan Allen. Um, he's been Mr. Consistent for years. You could argue he's kind of in that Mike Evans category, Zoo, of just he's always going to get you a yep. thousand yards, but he's never had more than eight touchdowns in a season. Never. Yeah. He's just a PPR machine. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a, te- you know, nine to 12 catches a game. He's going to get you a hundred yards when he's healthy and playing. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're missing out on that touchdown regression, and you're seeing kind of where he's going. I feel like you can get some other better value, kind of where you're seeing Keenan Allen go at this point. So he's an easy pickings for me. Interesting. Interesting. Because obviously with the Chargers, there's guys that you also get cheaper. And Mike Williams, who's going many, many rounds later, which I yep. think he can put up similar value to Keenan Allen. And you mentioned the rookie, who's also mm-hmm. first-round wide receiver rookies. Those are the upside guys that you shoot for, and hopefully they hit as rookies yep. wide receivers. But, man – for me this year, man, I've faded this guy a lot. His boys, T. Higgins. Oh. T. Higgins, the, I'm telling you, I don't understand I'm the love of soul. T. Higgins. I don't understand the love of T. I Higgins every Higgins single year, man. He's extremely talented, but he plays with a guy in Jamar Chase who's going to be number one, and he will never not yeah. be number one on his roster. Even though if Joe Burrows has a historic year chucking the football, T. Higgins is the guy that gets you 900 to 1,000 yards. Gets you like six touchdowns every single year and ain't gonna move the wheel in fantasy football, man. You watch like, but 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 the thing is, he always goes in the third and fourth round. Like, if he was like a sixth, seventh round guy, okay, yeah, I totally understand. But this dude goes in the third, fourth round, man. I'm just like, stop it, man. <laughs> stop it. I know the guy is huge, the guy's six four, man. He's extremely fast, extremely talented, but he number two, man. I don't want number twos in the third round. I do not want number two options in the third round. That's all. I'm mm. Another guy I'm fading is Devontae Smith, man, which I love. But mm. he's number two, man. A.J. Brown is the guy. Devontae Smith on any other roster would be the guy at number one. Yeah, but yeah. as a third-round pick, I want guys at numero uno. I don't. I, I want Batman. It's not, not, I don't want Robbins on my team in the third round. Mm. Robbins going the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Those are Robbins, man. Those are the number twos. Well, For the number ones, first to third round, they got to be the guy. And T. Higgins, man, I'm just sorry. I'm not impressed, man. I'm your number two, Jamar Chase. Everybody knows Jamar Chase, number one option. There's a reason Injuries. this year he's going, he's going as a top five pick this year. And I'm just like T. I'm like T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Give me, that, give me that injury history, though, Jamar Chase, man. Okay, That's he all had one, okay, he had a year last year. He got injured. Okay, one out of two. It happens, man. It 50%. happens. 50 50 chance. 50 50 <laughs> chance, man. So far. Man, stop it. Man, stop him, nah. man. Jamar Who would you pick though, if you had Higgins or Smith? Higgins. Who would you who would you pick? I would Devontae go Smith. Smith. Devontae Smith. Yeah. I would pick Smith too. I would take Smith Higgins too. and Smith. 
Like, I, I just think I would have loved picking them in the third round because that's where they're going. But I would lean Smith because his upside last year showed a little more than T. Higgins because he actually had like 1,100, 1,200 yards last year. So yeah, that's uh, no, that's pretty solid. As a number two guy, that's a lot of yards. I do think they're going to run the ball a bit more. I mean, they have two. I would argue if they can stay healthy, legitimate running backs. That's. I mean, Miles Sanders had a great year last year, obviously. Um, and I do think he's going to get a nice workload in Carolina, but. I don't know. I just feel like the share of targets in, in Philadelphia makes it really tough, man. I mean, you also got Goddard in there, too, who's kind of a red zone guy. Um, A.J. Brown, obviously. Devontae Smith, you also have to take into account Jalen Hurts stealing touchdowns away. We know that Joe Mixon is not a goal linebacker, man. Half the time, they're looking for a nice fade route. And to your point, Zoo, you got T. Higgins at six foot four, and I don't know how Jamar Chase is, but we know he can get up and get the ball, too. And if you can, you know Jamar is going to attract the number one corner. So T. Higgins might eat a little bit more in that sense. You could argue the same thing for Devontae Smith. I'll also take size any day of the week because T. Higgins is also fast as hell. I don't know if you compare their 40 times, but I know that the size that T. Higgins has over Devontae Smith, in my opinion, just makes him a bit more of an upside. Um, yeah. But they're going around the same, and I don't think you could miss on either one if you can get them as your wide receiver two on your fantasy team. Like let's say you take Tyreek or Cooper Cup and – Obviously, maybe not taking Chase and then pairing him with T. Higgins, that would be kind of a nightmare. Um, but, yeah, yeah, man, I, yeah, it's kind of a to- – it's actually a toss-up question for me, but Are you, I'm a little biased. I, I'm asking you right now. If I'm you're a the shareholder. Third, oh, when did you take him? Third round? Uh, last pick of the third round, yeah. Mm, third round. I, I needed him. Dude, I think it's because Higgins – Running backs. Higgins just profiles, like – because a lot of people get caught up in measurables. I think it's just his profile, and people just love this the prototypical 6'4 guy who can run. And even though he's paired with Jamar Chase, and everybody knows that's Jamar Chase's team, I just think people like to fantasize about Higgins being like the number one guy because he just has all these elite traits and how he plays. But I'm with you. Like If I had to pick between Smith and Higgins, I'm picking Smith because he did show a lot being alongside A.J. Brown, who got a lot of targets. Like A.J. Brown was a – that was Jalen Hurts' dude. So, like, yeah. I could I could see a path where Smith kind of, you know, goes up into like goes into another stratosphere. Maybe he is like co-receiver one with AJ Brown, but a guy that is I feel like being overhyped with just the whole this is his year. Like he's gonna be the guy that's gonna take the next step and be the number one receiver on the 49ers. And we're talking about Ayuk and Debo. I I don't see it. Like, to me, if you're prioritizing Ayuk over Debo, I do not see it. Still take Debo. Like, people are kind of down on Debo, which I still don't understand, because I think if you get Kyle Shanahan in a room by himself, he would say the guy that they need to target, feed, and who his, <clears throat> and who is his favorite player is Debo Samuel. I think last year was kind of a weird year because of the whole Brock Purdy thing. Trey Lance came in at the beginning of the year. They had a whole weird thing with the quarterback, and I think Brock Purdy, it being his first year, I mean, he played, ab- like, you know, I'll say he played he a little a bit year, above man. average. Like, he wasn't average. Like, he played better than what most people expected. Now, do I think he's going to continue to be, you know, going up? I don't. I still think he's just going to be average. But I do think Debo, if you're picking out of all the weapons in the receiving core, not on the team because McCaffrey's the number one guy, but I'm talking about in the receiving core, pick Debo. Don't overthink it. Like, I think people are so high up with IU because he, like I said, I was just talking about with Higgins, like he has a better profile and he's like a bigger, faster receiver. But if you think about it, Debo is a guy, like if you watch any type of 49er games, he's always a guy that's in the zones, like those underneath routes and stuff. And like 
jet sweeps. He's always the guy that they do that with. I think Ayuk is the go route guy and the one-on-one guy. But think about who the quarterback is. Like, how many go balls are is Purdy going to be completing with Ayuk going down the sideline? He's a no, not he's trying a to throw shade guy. at him, but he's a post guy, Sean. Yeah, Ayuk. Deep, <laughs> yeah, deep post guy. Yeah, deep post go route. You know, deep he, out. He, like he's, he's fair, guy. Like, he actually had a better season last year than T. Higgins did. Statistically, he had about the same Ayuk. yards. I think he out he out yarded mm, exactly. Him by about 50 Look yards. at that man! You and get Brandon, mm. you get Brandon Ayuk in the tenth, ninth round of against some scored, T. Higgins. Nah, now, that's what I'm saying. And he scored two more touchdowns. I'm not saying he'll do it. Because oh, yeah, that, I was, man, I've thank you for making my I, point. You get Brandon IU a couple rounds later, get some T Higgs value, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But I still would rather have. I've had IU. I had IU for no. my first two years in Dynasty, and I was very high on him. I let him go this year. He was under contract last year. Was his last year. He kind of saved my team there for a little bit, putting up some nice games, <laughs> especially when I had him as like my wide receiver one with all the damn injuries I was dealing with. But you got to also yeah. take into account the Debo was just. In and out last year, to your point, Sean. I'm not taking Debo. I ain't touching Debo. He'll probably end up having a great year, knowing me and my luck. (laughs) But, you know, like, for me, if there's a guy on that team that I'm 100% taking, it's McCaffrey. And I I don't think I disagree with I was just saying the receiving core. I just don't see that Ayuk is going to outpace. Because I read another stat Mm -hmm. where when I was looking at uh, the whole, like, Debo and Ayuk debate, and I saw a guy say, like, 70% of – the NFL plays like zone defense, and that's where Debo eats. Like the rest of the league, they play like I guess a certain type of man coverage or things like that. And if you're talking about just island one on one, like Ayuk's the better guy. But I just don't think like to me, maybe if I could see the and, and this, again, this is no shade towards Brock Purdy. I think he's a fine quarterback. He's average. But like if they had like an upgrade at quarterback to where you would trust him maybe throwing those one-on-one routes, like he has the arm strength and just the touch, maybe throw those type of deep posts and things like that, then maybe prioritize Ayuk more. But I just see this whole thing with deep being down on Debo. Like outside of the injuries, which is legit. I mean, you can have that conversation with McCaffrey and Debo, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. that if you take injuries out of it, I just think Kyle Shanahan's favorite player is Debo, and he's going to use him. Plus, two, there's a thing called a pecking order. Like, he paid Debo, so, yeah, he's going to get him the ball. He didn't pay pay Ayuk. Like, how does it look if Ayuk's getting more touches and Debo's the highest-paid receiver on the team? I don't – in the NFL, stuff like that matters. Yeah, I get that, but I think it's – I think the front office gets involved with stuff like that. Like, hey, we just paid this guy $80 What are we doing feeding freaking Ayuk? Yeah, Yeah, John Lynch. John Lynch is coming. I don't know. After after that Trey Lance disaster, man, like the GM trend, it's over, man. It's over. They have to to go on national television and apologize. Over that trade. Oh, we just missed our oh we we walked the whole run and we missed it. I'm like, I think you could argue (laughs) that Trey Lance was a worse pick than Mitchell Trubisky. It was. It is officially worse. If you look at that, finally, if you look at at that draft class, it was absurd how stacked that draft class was. At first of all, yeah, imagine Fields on that Niners team, man, of how loaded. Jesus Mm. Christ, have mercy, man. Him with McCaffrey. Oh, my Lord. Have mercy, man. (laughs) Have mercy. Oh, my. Jesus. They're going to have three running backs out there at the same time, man. You got Fields, Debo, and McCaffrey, man, who got all right at an elite level. I'm taking Ayuk, Sean. That man's got a nice deep ball. Well, yeah, that's a different step. Yeah, (laughs) because Fields could get him the ball down the field. And then then, then the whole – just to stay on the 49ers for one second. The whole, like, psychoanalysis trying to trick the fan and say, look, we got a fourth round – like, I don't want to hear that. Like, stop saying, well, he was valued at, like, the fifth, sixth, seventh round. It's like, no, 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 no. Unless you got a first-round pick back, 
you lost that trade oh. and it was a bad oh, pick. Like, stop trying to make us think you're smarter than us saying yeah, we got a fourth round. They traded three first round picks. hundred percent worse. That's an honest like that might go down as the one that you know is the worst trade of all time on draft night. My day has been made, man. Absolutely. Trubisky is no longer the worst trade up in quarterbacks in the last 10 years, man. At least he took him to playoffs, man. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Mitchell Trubisky greater than Trey Lance, man. Like yeah. in practice, can't even beat out Sam wow. Darnold. Can't even beat out Sam Darnold. That part too. That's that, crazy. That's, that's tough. Sam Darnold. That's tough. That's, Sam Darnold. That is tough. Man. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we all know how stacked the 49ers offense is. It, once again, I'm not equating it to the Browns. But you could argue they have a very similar situation. They're going to go where their quarterback goes this year. I just think Watson mm-hmm. obviously has the higher upside, but it's just kind of the uncertainty aspect of both very stacked at the respective positions in running back, sure. wide receiver, and tight end. Man. Yeah. So, you know, the fantasy receivers, like I said, you know, especially in my eight man league, there's a lot of guys I'm going to be monitoring on the waiver wire and seeing who explodes and seeing, hey, you know, if this guy didn't hack it for the next two to three weeks, he can. He'll end up getting cut, and I can get somebody off the waiver wire that might be able to help me shift my dynamics in the league. So uh, switching from that to the NFL awards, you know, every year they put out the MVP, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, and the rookie of the year. So I wanted to ask the guys who was their favorite pick for the MVP. And uh, Zoo, I'm going to go ahead and start. I'll let you start this one off. I know where he's going. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I know what you think it is. Well, I have an idea. And I hope it happens because I have a futures bound, the Chiefs to win it all. And there you with go. that eyes, the Patrick Mahomes. But that's the clear, obvious one. But I'm going with the Dark Horse MVP. So you get a little better odds. It's your franchise quarterback, Justin Herbert. Oh. Justin Herbert, man. I'm, I feel like, <laughs> you thought, I'm, he I'm, I'm, I thought he was going with Fields, man. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, I'll take Herbert. Oh, oh, stop it, Justin. I, I need, I, he needs to prove something to me before hey, I put him an MVP, man. You, man, man. you got to have I'll a good year before. No, no, no. I'll go with Mr. Herbert, man. <laughs> oh, I got so excited. Yeah. Man, stop that it, is man. funny. I ain't picking a Bears cord, man. <laughs> Plus 2,000 for oh, Justin Fields. Oh, draft no, you'll get some good odds with that. You'll get some good odds with that, man. But I'm going with Mr. Herbert, man. And the reason is they got Kellen Moore. And this guy made Dak Prescott look real, real good, man, on offense. Real, real good. Like, Dak Prescott had some incredible passing yard seasons. Like, 5,000 yards thrown for multiple touchdowns. Dak Prescott, he's a good quarterback. But his statistical-wise, he was playing like a superstar. Like, his numbers were superstar when he was healthy under Kellen Moore. And I feel like this year, with – I'm telling that rookie Quentin Johnson, real, real interesting. Three wide receivers set. Real, real yep. interesting. Moving Keenan Allen, Mike Williams around. A little more creativity on the offensive side of things. Got a little snagging on offense. Like a little questionable coaching on Mr. Staley. Oh, man. I'm excited for the Chargers offense this year, man. And obviously everyone knows the MVP is a quarterback award. Maybe some mm-hmm. voter fatigue on the guys that have won yeah. previously. So maybe they're looking for the new new shiny things. Mr. Char- Chargers win 11-12 games, then led by Justin Herbert, who's going to throw for 5,000 passing yards at least this season. And if he throws for 35 to 40 touchdowns, and I think is very, very possible for a bounce-back season of a guy that last year, the reason he sucked was because of his rib injuries. It's because of the injury to him and the injury to his wide receivers. And I'm just counting on Keenan Allen. Yes. That guy a little shaky on the injury side because he's getting higher in age, but now they got a guy in Quinn Johnson who ain't, ain't Josh Palmer. That dude's average. 
And when that dude's asked to step up, man, he's going to just be average. So you got a rookie with higher upside. But this new offense, I'm very, very excited about the Chargers this season. And it's all it's a numbers game, baby. Give me those 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. Justin Herbert, man, yeah. it's your season. It's your season. Mm. And, Zoo, you know about that one, too. It's interesting because Kellen Moore, right, he was kind of the guy that – he got like remember Noah Brown on the Cowboys. He was like the CD Brown or CD Lamb yeah, lookalike. Yeah, yeah. He got him yeah. involved in that offense as like a wide receiver three. Yeah. We obviously knew there was some a little bit of hype around Michael Gallup that's kind of faded away, obviously. But it was kind of the use of a three wide receiver set, right? Really yep. utilizing that third wide receiver. And if your third wide receiver is a jump ball guy, oh man, you got him and Mike Williams on the opposite, and you got Keenan Allen in the slot, man. Jesus Christ. This offense could eat. Gerald Everett is no scrub at tight end, too. I've seen him falling in a lot of tight end drafts. I think he could he could be a nice little streamer tight end option, too. So I, I, I'm glad you have faith in my dynasty quarterback, man. I'm very happy about yeah. that. Oh, when you said franchise quarterback. Sean said what his odds are. So he was plus, he's plus 2,000 right now. Mahomes is the yeah. favorite, I think, plus 650. I could Makes be wrong sense. there. Makes sense. What do you think Justin Fields opened at, at the in July? My plus, plus two thousand, three thousand. He's the most bet on player right now for MVP odds. He has the best value at potential. Now, Zoo, they're obviously sure. playing for the upside, right? But to you're going to need more than seven wins to win MVP. I uh, I could not agree more, and I agree. But you don't know about this Bears. He has to at least make the playoffs. Oh, I do. He know. has to at least he make, the, to make playoffs. the playoffs. But I'm saying you got to see it first, man. We get to play your team, Jordan Love, Week One. We're going to see how that goes in Chicago. <laughs> hey, I'm real, real interested, man. Maybe, maybe oh. Love just got a lot better, better over the summer, man. That's and what I'm hoping say, for. I had to take Jordan. Love, Love, Love hasn't looked too bad, huh? My Jordan, <laughs> he Jordan looks Love like he's my, a little Jimmy G-ish. Uh, I'll man. take that. I'll take that. Two v three on my dynasty team now. Jordan I'll take Love, Love Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to represent you. He's on my dynasty team now, man. Jordan Love. But, oh, Jordan Love. Yeah, third third quarterback, man. But you know, if I'm picking it, I'm gonna. If I'm a betting man, you, you know, Mahomes for MVP plus six hundred, whatever. You can make some good money on that. Oh, yeah. right? You put a little money down. That's easily the safe bet. I think it's what will end up happening. Um, but if I'm looking at a guy, I agree. I think Herbert is a solid value pick with legitimate potential to actually win it but if you're going for a long shot true dark horse zoo i'm picking justin fields i think you could also argue jalen hurts is in that conversation too bam you took my i think he was on pace to win it i think he was definitely on pace to win it last year yeah absolutely until the injury injury, right so i mean i I think there's a bunch of guys obviously all at the quarterback position i don't really see any other guy giving a Cooper Cup type run for the money right where yeah, you yeah, got a, yeah. a vote or two. He's winning MVP. Nobody's winning MVP. At the no, exactly. And and especially with the running quarterbacks kind of taking a huge turn in a positive direction. Yep. That's only going to add to the MVP fuel there. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Mahomes. I'm going to take what Zoo would normally say and I think has said the past three years. Mm. Um, but oh, I do like the Herbert pick. And I think if you're looking for a true long shot, man, just throw 10 on Justin Fields, man. It could be a nice payday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, Hertz was my pick. You said it just a minute ago. I think him being in the system again, having A.J. Brown, most of his team's intact. Yep. Uh, he has Swift who can maybe help him out yards out the backfield if he stays healthy. Um, and I just think him being more comfortable and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because do I necessarily think the Eagles are going to make it back to the Super Bowl? No, because the team that loses the Super Bowl is usually not the greatest of years the year after. But I do think Jalen Hurts is going to have a really good statistical year. So I think his odds, I think on – um. FanDuel is like plus 1,200, so I think that's decent odds. But 
Um, looking at some of these odds, you know, kind of long shot odds. What if like Trevor Lawrence goes nuclear? <laughs> He's put sixteen hundred. Like. He could go nuclear, and in that division, looking at like oh yeah, win that division that he's gonna play like games. Yeah. Mm. He can get some nice stat pad games, and then say they you know end up with 10, 11 wins. I could see Trevor Lawrence having like a sneaky because he's also a guy like he's not gonna rush for a crazy amount of yards, but he's athletic enough to where oh, he, he can run. have a decent amount of yards. Yeah, he'll get he you like twenty. He'll get you like twenty, twenty five rushing yards a game, man. Yeah, so you know, nice add that up over seventeen games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, looking at this, this the rest of this list, like, I mean, I'm looking now, just scrolling all the way down. I see two as at like 2200, <laughs> which I don't even, I didn't even know like his odds would, he, like he would even be on there because I guess they're factoring in his weapons. But oh, um, absolutely, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> you throw yeah. a five yard pass to Tyreek, oh, yeah. he runs for like 80 yards, okay, oh, he gets all the yards, yeah. like yeah. So, <laughs> and that kind of, that kind of parlays me into my next pick for the offensive. Oh. MVP and oh, <laughs> we just just literally just talked about him. I think Tyreek has a really yeah, good chance to absolutely. get off his MVP because when I was <laughs> doing like the homework, I was doing the homework. I was like, well, let me just look at his stats because I remember like a lot of people last year in fantasy, like at least in our group chat, they were complaining like, God, Tyreek's not getting an end zone. But then when I looked at like his yards, he was like only a like a hundred and something yards behind Justin Jefferson, and he had I think eighteen hundred. Justin Jefferson had around eighteen hundred. Tyreek had like 17. Like, he seems like a guy who I, I, I would, you know, right now I feel like he's on the pace. If he stays completely healthy, he could be a Hall of Fame receiver. But I also feel like Waddle, like he's a he's a guy. He's a he's a guy. He's he a could legit. eat he's into legit. he could he could he's eat into Tyreek. Yeah. He's, he is yeah, a number two. You know me when I said about I ain't drafting him the third round. Yeah, my book is open. You're number two. I ain't drafting you the third round. Fourth round, yeah. Third round, nah. I'm just giving him. Hard yeah, time. he's a he's a he's he could eat into Tyreek's numbers, which could you know make this a mute point. But I do think Tyreek just his versatility in terms of everything he can do on the field and how easy it is for him to get open, as long as Tua is healthy, which is a huge, huge if. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why his odds are so low because it's like they're probably begging on him, like two are getting hurt, and yeah. then I don't even know who the backup is. But like that's gonna kind of still eat into Tyreek's production. I do think Tyreek has a really good chance to, if he can, uh, let's just say he puts up sixteen hundred yards this year and hits double like twelve touchdowns. If Miami makes the playoffs, he has a really good chance. He has a really good chance because to me, I don't think they're gonna. I mean, Justin Jefferson's gonna have probably another amazing year. I know Jamar Chase amazing. is very popular, but. Yep. I, I think if Miami is in that division and, you know, say he beat, you know, not, I don't think they can win that division, but they get close to winning that division. I think he has a really good chance because he yeah. he's due. I think he's due. And I like his odds a lot, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to pick uh, Jefferson or Chase. I just I don't like the odds. And I, I'm a big T Higgins fan. So I think he's I, I think Higgins would eat more into Chase than Waddle would eat into Tyreek. I agree. That way. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man, Zoo. I mean, I, I think we're we're all in agreement. Here. All, man. I'm taking Jalen Waddle over T Higgins. That's another guy. That's another number two. I'll take over T Higgins. Just don't take him in the fifth round, though, Zoo. We know what happened that last year with your wide receiver fifth oh, rounder, man. Oh, Never again, my a Never wide receiver again. two. I might add. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why he's scared about number two wideouts. It's Allen Robinson, yeah. man. That's what it is right there. See, the key, the key is to getting those number two wideouts that are that could be maybe a number one. Not the not right. the solidified number exactly. two wideouts who is who was a wide receiver two 
and probably wind up being a three, it's got to be the two fringe one. Those are the guys I love. I'll stack up why, those guys. That's why I'm taking Jordan Addison first overall in the fantasy draft, man. I think he's going to outperform <laughs> Justin Jefferson. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't know, Zoo, if you disagree. I, I have Tyreek as my yep. OPOY this year. Uh, you know, I think I think a lot of these, I know we like to talk about them. I think MVP is probably the most open just because the quarterback play could be ex- like at the superior, the S level, as people like to say. There could be like six quarterbacks in that level by week 14, 15. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's going to be a very balanced year this year in the NFL. Obviously, we've got a couple kind of salty iffy divisions right we've talked about those in the couple, past couple weeks but man oh man Tyreek Hill he's a lock man just like <laughs> the lock for rookie of the year man just like the lock Uh-oh. for rookie of the year Zoo you want to lead into that one yeah it is a lock man it is we want to go to Chicago man gonna lay a nice little fat bet on B. John Robinson my B. John Robinson to win rookie of the year is no question about it man He's, a, he's an RB that is a, in a class of beautiful RBs. Top 10 draft picks, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley. He's in the same class, man. The same class, same result. Arthur Smith loved that running back. Mm-hmm. Ran Derrick Henry to the ground. He's going to run De- uh, B. John Robinson to the ground. This guy has the best chance to finish as RB1 overall. R- I would think number one fantasy player overall in fantasy football this year. Based on even I see his overall rushing yards, eleven hundred yards, man. I'm taking the over, man. Easy. Oh, I'm yeah. taking the over. I'm taking the over for him, man. I think this guy possible 13, 400, 1500 rushing yards, man. He looked good in that preseason game. Oh, yeah. his his first oh, run, nice. his first run, sold. Mm. Just sold. I watched one run. I'm like, okay, he's the real deal, man. Just that one. Yep, mm. That's all you needed. Oh man, just point proven, point proven. Can't, can't be pulling a Trent Richardson, man. That's all I'll say. Can't be doing that in a couple on, years see, down the you road. You hear the man. name Trent Richards. I like Trent. You think Trent's going to be Bijan versus Dijon, Trent? Dijon Robinson? Come Let's on. go. No, man. I mean, the name like Bijan, man. Come on. I agree, man. You know, it, just to it, just to play devil's advocate here, one of those two quarterbacks that went like one, two would have to have an unbelievable year. I think the only way is if the Panthers somehow won the division. That might be the only thing. Actually, and, and it might I, be possible, actually. It is possible. Actually, because that division yeah. is so trash that you, you just win like seven, eight games you win the division. Exactly. It's, and that's how it was last year, too. Remember, they were all fighting for like a seven. Whoever, no, was, whoever was, was seven was, and ten was and eight sad, and nine. Man. That was so sad, man. So sad to watch. Very much like the NFC least of years past, man. Now, no longer. But, yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm going to go. If I'm betting, man, I'm betting Bijan. I think if you're looking for a long shot um, with the injury potential, and to your point, Herbert having a potential MVP year, Quentin Johnson could be a, a ballsy pick, in my opinion, if you're really shooting for a long shot. Wow. We know what Jordan Addison can do. Plus 2,500. There you go. But Bijan, that's one of those, Sean, where at plus 2,500, if he just skyrockets right away, I'm cashing that bet out at whatever odds they're listening at it right now. Because I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. Bijan's still going to win because he's just the household name, first-round fantasy draft pick, right? He's going to go to him. But he's one of those guys where you could ride a little bit of a – a cash value increase as the as the uh, season goes on. So I think it is a lock, but I do think those two wide receivers, the Addison on the Vikings and then Johnson on the uh, um, on the Chargers, Zay Flowers. I just don't see it there. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is a wide the receiver targets, I don't as well. Know if he gets the target. He's on and, a yeah. That Seattle team just got too many good weapons. Like too many good weapons. Like, Tyler Lockett and, and DK. Those are legit exactly. guys. And they like, stay healthy. And they usually DK stay is healthy. a guy I'm very high on. 
Mm. He's a he's especially with uh, Jigba or whatever being hurt the first couple of weeks. Like, mm-hmm. shout out to Gino. I'm I'm not ha- high, thinking he's going to do what he did last year fantasy wise, but I, it would be nice because yeah. then it could you know DK could have a really good year. Um, but I'm the same Bijan. The only thing I'd be like, well, maybe you could take a chance. I was just looking. Um, Jamar Gibbs plus one thousand. He would be on a better team, and if the Lions are really, really good and he's showing out, then maybe they lean more towards a guy that's winning. But I think Bijan's just going to get so much volume. And also yeah. in that one preseason game that he played, not only was that run impressive, like, but when they did like a screen pass for him and he caught it like casually with the one hand and turned up field, I'm like, yep. not only is he going to get like Aquan, catches up the backfield, like he, he's going to be he's going to be a featured feature guy. Um, so. Bijan's a safe pick, and I think, you know, I don't think it'll be particularly close to me in my eyes, but mm. I wouldn't be mad at maybe Gibbs. So I forgot about but, Gibbs. Gibbs has potential. Yeah. Yeah, he has some potential. True. And quarterback wise, if I had to pick, I'm with you. I think Bryce. Bryce, out of all the quarterbacks, if you had to pick a quarterback, it would be him. Cause I don't CJ Stroud thinks gonna have a tough year. Anthony Richardson is super exciting, but I think he'll be more of a fantasy guy than an actual, actual like, real life. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to get yeah. a little more rushing yards now. That's all I know, For man. Sure. They're like, mm-hmm. JT, Pupless, bye-bye. We got a running back that's bigger, stronger, and faster than you at our QB yeah. position. Mm-hmm. So that'll Facts. be real, real interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's our that's our that's pretty much our talk for the awards this year. Like I said, NFL is right around the corner. Um, college football started last week, week zero. Pretty much the only thing our teams we looked at was USC with Caleb Williams and Sam Hart with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. You know, they kind of demolished Irish. the teams they played. So, yeah, the Fighting Irish. But the real week with college football starts this week. So, you guys make sure you tune in to the Bullheaded underscore pod page. I'll be previewing some stuff for the college football season. Uh, and the NFL season starting, I think, what is it, Thursday with Kansas City? Um, you know, the reigning champs that next Thursday. So, make sure you guys are tuning into that on Bullheaded underscore pod Instagram. Bullheaded 864 with TikTok. Quantro knows on YouTube. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and for me, Zoo and Peebush, we are out.